What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Reaper Report. First off, I just want to say I hope that y'all have enjoyed the Russian sleep experiment. If you haven't listened already, be sure to go listen to episode one of season two of the Reaper Report. Oh, that story still gives me the chills. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Black Dahlia murder with one of my very, very best friends, Krista. She is known as Stony Poo on all platforms. You can be sure to follow her on Twitch. I love watching her. She has all of her um, lights that are going around and it's super appealing to my brain. And thankfully her stuff is nice and slow and it's not too crazy for me. So um, I her personality is just phenomenal. We worked together when I was in Virginia um, after I got out of the military and I, we had so much fun together. I remember we went to go watch the polar plunge. She's always there. But I'm like, girl, did you hear about this case? I was asking her after we had got done actually recording this episode. And also this audio is complete trash. So I apologize. But um, I really enjoy the story. And Krista's audio is phenomenal. So either way, it's fine. Um, you'll enjoy her voice. But I was, I texted her and I was like, um, have you heard about this hammer dude? And she's like, yeah, the like cannibal boyfriend. I was like, you want to, you want to talk about him? She was in immediately in. So she'll be back for that. Anyway, I hope that um, you guys are ready for this case. Like I said, we'll be talking about the Black Dahlia. We are going over Elizabeth Short. Um, we will dive into the suspects on another episode. And like, we'll really get deep into the suspects on another episode, but I hope that y'all enjoy and please remember that there will be a lot of triggers. So I will go ahead and put a blanket trigger warning out there and remind you, if you feel that you cannot handle this episode, please go ahead, hit pause, move on from the episode. My feelings will not be hurt. I promise your mental health is so much more important than this. And if I can help you, and if you need some resources, please feel free to reach out to me. I struggle with my mental health very often, but I have a lot of resources. So please don't feel like you're alone, especially if you're a veteran. Please do not feel like you are alone. I promise you there's help there. There are people there who will, <laughs> who are right there to help you. Just ask. Just look, give them the eye. Anyway, let's take a deep breath. And let's get into the Black Dahlia case. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Reaper Report. Today, we have a very special episode. One of my best friends, Krista, is coming on to talk with us about the Black Dahlia case also known as the Elizabeth Short case. And we're going to deep dive into what the case actually is because I haven't really heard of it. I've listened to a couple podcasts about it, but I don't know too much about it. So Krista's really into it. She's going to tell me all the goods. So why don't we go ahead and welcome Krista. Hey, girl. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I'm good. I seriously well, I I'm good, baby. Song. How so are you? Cute. <laughs> oh, I love that, man. I honestly, some aspects about them are like a little bit of a pain, yeah, but like good. overall, they're cute. I love the whole aesthetic, like the few. So I love them Anna so Bathinger's much. Hair. I love that. 
I'm also an RGB whore. I like that. Well, you like an RGB whore, and they light down. up and they cycle colors. Yeah, I'm like, hello. Do you see them? They're right here. Um, <laughs> but I'm an RGB whore, so everything, I love like it. everything, I'm getting there. Everything. I need everything. So I need everything. <laughs> everything. Keyboard. I know. I thought. Where's yeah. my tower? I love it. I love it. Everything. I I don't know. I feel it's like a big jokey joke because they're like, oh, RGB, you're such a fucking <laughs> nerd. I'm like, I love, I love it. I love it. But I love it. <laughs> I've loved it for so long. It's I've so always loved RGB everything. I, I love it. I love it. It didn't do the strobe oh. effect. I think I'd be okay. Oh, you know. Because the strobe effect just messes me up so i have to have like this super long cycle so my brain could be like all right it's coming ready 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 uh, okay. all right, all right, we're good. <laughs> you can't oh, scare oh yeah <laughs> thankfully all mine are pretty slow moving like my uh even my charger my my headphone stand it doubles as a charger and it also That's ridiculous i love that so much <laughs> Um, I love that like now I have to figure out how to I have to figure out how I want to set that up because right now uh, I have these cute little globe thing and they have lights and it's very cute uh, but I have to figure out how I want to go like about where, it where you want to place them at I just, I just bought yeah like where I'm going to put them at that it what actually kind makes of, a difference um, do you have just like a regular desk or do you have like a yeah, that's why I just got. I have an L desk. Yeah, this. Yo, this thing is this. It's a monster. I hate when I already hate moving, and I'm not even moving anytime I, soon. I'm already. I already hate. I know. When, I'm like <laughs> when I have to move. <laughs> I'm like dreading <laughs> moving the last time because I'm like, oh, this is it. But I have all my stuff, so like okay like i put everything together myself so it's fine and i didn't just make anthony take it apart so that's fine too but i am nervous because now i'm gonna have like one mega death because i have know. this i have the desk that my dad used to have in his office and then um <laughs> i'm gonna have the l-shaped desk and then i'll have that extra one and i'm gonna be like joy mega death. <laughs> you'll get it i'm telling you once you have that super desk You'll exactly. be like, I don't know how I, I lived with any less space. So good morning. Good. What does it say? I don't. Yeah, there. Morgan. Anyway, Guten Morgan. I can read that. Anyway, I can. So I got the morning, Morgan, and then I understood. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Hey, got a very cute. Very cute. Guten Morgan. From Germany. Not from Germany, where he's from. Ooh. Why? From. Where Germany. he's from. <laughs> so and your haircut is so dramatic, so it's so great watching it. It's like it's so cute. It's weird. It's so cute. It's super just, cute though. Just check it. So like I look like I should something. be a beetle. Because they can't do yeah, like they so. don't do baby doll. Yeah, they don't go all the way. So, but it's better that way. I don't I'm know if I the beetle. I don't know. If I, right? like right I, don't know. Now, I like what it is. Right now you look like 
You look like, um, I don't know how well you would know this reference. I don't know how much you played video games growing up. Uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2, when they finally find Riku, but his hair is like in an X shape down to his mouth. That's what you looked like to me just now. It was very funny. Uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, because he was like blind or something. He was like, had something covering his eyes, but his hair had That's grown so rough, long that it was like also dude. his My, hair. It was, you? yeah, it was something. And like, I also yeah. like all the layers. I like the difference in yeah, length he did. as it goes from top. Like, Shout out to, to Karina at Nicolina's in Gateway, face. Florida. Can we go see her so she can fix it again? <laughs> yes, for slaying that bitch's no. head. I know, I gotta oh, go God. see Catherine or I'm gonna die. Because my hair is a mess. Can y'all please not fight? What are you doing? What is... Oh, they're... Yeah, the two of them, the two younger ones are... I love it, though. That's obsessed That's why with chasing get... each other around the house. I, I'm um... so ready... <laughs> to have like Bailey and Ivory under the same house like all the time that way Bailey can his cat so is that his is that his dog yep and she's gorgeous she's oh his cat that's right he has a cat she she knows I've seen her on your snap she is pretty I I don't know why um, I thought he had a dog I definitely he's got one of those dog beds maybe and so that's how bad where um where he had his uh where her tower was at there's like a dog bed that's right there so that might have been it um right but yeah well you want to go ahead and get into today's cave all right, so Ooh, tell me why, we can. I'm very excited. Case. What about um, it interests you so much? Okay, so this is one of those things that ties into the fact that what? I am a actual <laughs> nerd for paranormal anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, what? Mm. So it initially started because I have always been into that kind of shit i've always watched like ghost shows and like what am i doing i got my mom into ghost shows i'm like 11 years old and my mom is down here watching shit she's never seen before in her life (laughs) i i I remember like watching with my grandma like the first Um, or whatever was on at the time and like id and all that stuff like two o'clock in the morning it's just on the bloodiest craziest shit and they're like and they can when police entered the house all five people were dead there was blood all over the walls like and and it's two in the morning and you're like oh my god blood on the walls so (laughs) you just kind of deal with it you just like sit there and then you just watch it and then you're like this is interesting you just watch it so they initially one of the one of the ghosts one of the paranormal shows i'm into investigated actually like george hubbell jr's home um which is one of the prime suspects involved in the black dahlia murder um so they investigated his house and a lot of stuff about him is just gives you the ick like he's just gives you the creeps like the mustache the small face like he looks like a creep and so like 10th of october 1907 he was born he died Damn, uh, the 16th of May, 1999. He was a physician, uh, according to his 
Yeah. He did well, technically, 92 years. Yeah. He he lived almost Damn. 92 full years. Uh, he was married oh five times, God. nine kids. That man had some busy, he was busy. Uh, but one of his daughters, in 1949, Ooh, one of his daughters him. accused him of um, rape. 1949, she, he took, she took him to court and she, he was almost immediately, he was almost immediately acquitted uh, due to them, them pretty much saying that she was seeking attention and that her testimony was con- like contradictory. So like she couldn't get her story, story straight enough. Um, so they deemed her like a non-reliable witness um and that she was just kind of seeking seeking attention um which i don't really know why you would seek That's attention sad. in that way That's um so and she maintained that until like she died um and she maintained remember, the, uh, which, that he raped you, her you and that her time, daughter which daughter is actually was? his daughter also um as well as his granddaughter, okay. the daughter yeah. that uh, accused him, yeah, that accused him of rape and incest. She, her daughter's name is Fauna Hodel, um, and I know Tamar died mm-hmm. uh, in the early 2000s. I believe Fauna died as well in 2017 of um, some sort of, I believe, like breast cancer uh, or something. She was a true crime author. Um, but yeah. I don't know if they actually they, formally went they, and got like um probably didn't want like, to know DNA testing done to see if he was her child's father. Yeah. But I mean, if you really believe that that is what happened, exactly. then you don't need DNA testing to tell you because you know. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's what actually unfolded, then you know what happened. You know he fathered your child, and if mm-hmm. nobody believes you, then you know as unfortunate as that is, that's yep. you know you did what you could, and it's 1949. You know you're a a girl accusing a very prominent physician, and uh, in a time when women aren't really respected, he, uh, to say the and least. So it's it hard he to entered, get people to believe that. Um, um, so he was less than a stellar person when he was 15. That's ridiculous. A lot of killers have high IQ. He was a very smart man. Very smart, very smart man. As twisted as he, as smart as he is twisted, are very, they do. Because here's the thing. When you know that you're smarter than the average person, you, it's hard, I'm sure, to want to do average person shit you know what i'm saying to like live life as a normal person when you know that your intellect is so much more beyond mm-hmm. that and so then you start playing around the idea of okay well what am i capable well, yeah, of? yeah 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 like like how was, far can well, i go what can i do oh, you're only me. catching and studying the people that have wanted to get caught and gave themselves up they're smart enough to keep going and to keep stringing you along yeah but you get tired of keeping up the facade and shit and you get tired of covering your tracks and eventually you're like 
I know that I'm too smart and they'll never catch me, but I also know that I can't stop unless I'm like institutionalized. And yeah. so, which is wild that that's even a thought process. <sighs> How many murders can I get away with today? Hmm. That's crazy. I. I know how to not only get rid of blood evidence, but eliminate my fingerprints off of everything. Now, what do I do with my day? Because he, (laughs) they're fucking people. I'm telling you, that's why it's spooky when uh, people who are really, really, really smart get into like certain professions. No, because here's the thing. I think that here. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. So George Hodel. it was less than a stellar person. He was married five times. Um, that says enough to me, realistically, <laughs> because obviously people are really not down with hanging out with you for like an extended period of time. <laughs> and like you pump these women full of babies. <laughs> you end that up pumping these women full of babies yeah. and they're like, oh, you're fucking crazy. I'm out. Like, I'm out. See ya. Because like okay, so when the when the they okay, so they find they find this file in in the in the archives of LAPD in two thousand three, and like I said, that's the first time that his name is formally mentioned uh, in her case. Okay. The public, the LAPD at the time knew that they were looking at him, but the public didn't know. So they. They had eight people, eight people claim that there was actually a relationship going on between Short and Hodel in 1946, which would have been uh, very, very, very soon before she died, because she died very early 1947. Um, So that would have put, and not to mention, she's only, she's only in LA for six months before she dies. So... If her and this man are having a relationship in 1946, it is sometime in the last six months before she The mistress dies and you're not looking at the dude? Are you serious? So, that's already a little scandalous for what it's worth, you know? Um, So, well, because technically they did. So, in uh, February of 1950, which is now three years after, almost three whole years after she's been dead, uh, which is, oh, I'm sorry, a little more than three years after she's been dead. So from the 15th of February to the 27th of uh, March, 1950, they actually had 18 men from the DA and the LAPD electronically bug George Hodel's home. Um, oh, okay. Subtly, but not so subtly admits to murdering his secretary. Um, his secretary had gone had yeah his secretary had gone missing um and they had him on recording this is a quote directly off of the bug that they got um from his home and it says supposing i did kill the black dahlia they can't prove it now they can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead they thought there was something fishy anyway now they may have it figured out killed her maybe i did kill my secretary and so that's one of the most like that's one of the more prominent uh quotes that they got off of that bug because that's almost uh you know that's a little over a month long bug, (laughs) which for a man like him he's constantly in and out he's actually probably doesn't spend a lot of time at his home but 
for the time he does spend at his home, I am sure so he has said like, how do some they unsavory the things. Like, I may be, like, um, <laughs> maybe I'll flash home, but, so, like... this file that they find actually is, like, the... How did he not to be honest, the, wires, the like, crazier out part out. to me is that it's nineteen. It's nineteen fifty. <laughs> how? How? Like, what's I the wonder, word I'm looking for? How advanced is well, and, bugging at that point that you can hide it for real from the people? Yeah. Who live in well, the house I was I was thinking that too, and, and I was day. like, how does he not like, know? Because I know it's something like boom. In my place, because I know if I leave and Bailey ends up moving something, and I'm like, okay, it was Bailey, and I know, yeah, and so I've got cameras and everything else that tell me, but I'm still know that it moved. This is this is different. Like this is this is in the forties. That's exactly exactly. So either what my my thinking is is that he either did not care, or he genuinely didn't know, um, because they get again. This is a file that is found in the back of the fucking L.A. Police Department in their archives. That is, in two thousand three, is already almost sixty years old. So at this point, this case is so cold, and. Yeah. The information that they're finding in this case file was pretty substantial, in my opinion, for them to not make any move on it at the time. Because then, ha ha ha, before the bugging even happened, which I'm sure is part of why they bugged him, uh, he was a suspect in another murder of another woman. Um, they named it the Green Twig Murder. Her name was Lu- uh, Louise Springer. And it wasn't even a public accusation. It, it, they didn't deem it a public accusation until July of 2018. That's like so 60, had, almost 60 they years. They had like, evidence and suspicion that he was a part of it, but the the evidence didn't pile i guess that they Wait, I, wonder, the I wonder at what point they're like until all right 2018 to deem him an actual guy. suspect in her mind. all right i think i think this is good enough to go free then it like life was along but you gotta think it is here's the thing you gotta think it is the it's the it's the 40s you're talking about la where Names are everything. And at the end of the day, he's a prominent physician. Yeah. They know yeah, who this man true. is. They know his name. They know, like, they know his work speaks for, like, his name speaks for him. Like, so it's hard without any physical evidence to take a bunch of stipulations and take a bunch of, like, mm-hmm. uh, what is, that makes um, sense. take a bunch of, like, unsubstantiated evidence and being like, hey, we think you did this. Um, like, so in mm-hmm. October, so all of this stuff led up to the bugging. So like his home was bugged in the, in, in yeah. 1950. And in 
Uh, he was formally he was a suspect in that murder that happened in June of 1949. Sorry, um, we're good. And then in October, four months later, of 1949, he was officially named, oh my God. He was officially on a list of names uh, to be submitted to a grand jury um, as one of five prime suspects for Elizabeth yeah. Schwartz's murder. Um, which, granted, for the time, this is only two years off of her murder at this time. Um, two and a half years. So for them to be ready to put his name on a docket to, the, to a grand jury um, as a suspect, only two and a half years off of a case with no evidence is actually What'd not you just bad. Um, except for the fact that none of the names were ever submitted. Um, so like, yeah, they just didn't, they just, they didn't. They so just they didn't. were just bored and they were like, they drew up a short list. They drew up a list of five people that, over the last so then two who, and a half, who were the other suspects? Uh, they felt like could absolutely have something to do with her murder. They put it all together on a paper in the format to be submitted. They didn't say. They don't say. It just says one of five prime suspects, um, which I'm assuming since they are so actively willing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, they're Trudeau, oh, they're probably trying to make it like, like oh, we can't. He's right, probably the one we don't have enough, but we're gonna say oh, it's like a couple people. Of wink, wink. We know it's you. But by the way, well, and it doesn't help. It like it doesn't hurt. That they find out, you know, mm-hmm. they found out that they did have, like, witnesses claim that there was a relationship between them in that six months before Elizabeth Short died. So it's hard and to there's, say, and, like, you didn't do it. And there is proof that they like, were, that they were sleeping together. Before she was killed. And realistically, she could have been there to see you the night that she went missing. Okay. It just says that in the file they found eight witnesses claimed that there was a relationship between them in 1946, which would have had to be in a six-month time frame because that's how long she was in L.A. before she was murdered. But George O'Dell, he he had a whole life. Wow. He went and he ended up being a counselor for prisoners okay. uh, in a territorial prison in Hawaii for three years. He then moves to the Philippines uh, in about 1958. Again, okay. Or 55, something like that. He moves to the Philippines. Okay, good. He's Um, all inclusive. Started a whole new family, got married, had some more kids um, with a Filipino woman, yes, uh, where he stayed until, yeah, no, he's on brand through this whole thing. His prerogative crazy. Has been his last married, marriage have babies. was in 1990. They find out you're crazy. They leave. You leave again. Um, that's been his mo. He was like 80 something. <laughs> yes, where he left the woman. I believe that he was in the. I'm yeah, just, and I I'm, I I'm think shooker. that that's not even the woman that he was fathered children with when he was in the Philippines. I believe that's a woman or it 
or it is the woman and they finally got married. Oh, shook it. That man kept it going mm-hmm. until he died. Like, so he stayed in the Philippines until 1990, uh, until he moved back to San Francisco where he eventually dies in 1999 with nope. no official charges being filed against him in Elizabeth Short's murder or in Louise Springer's murder in 1949 even. So that's directly two that he was tied to that neither of them um, ended up seeing charges for. Um, they're both still technically open cases with the LAPD. How ironic um, is that? And yeah, his son actually ended up working for the LAPD for that's crazy. Uh, quite a yeah, for quite a while. I think like upward of like 15, 20 years, he was a detective with the LAPD. Could you imagine um, that? Like growing up, and you're like, it was my dad. Believed that his father was the killer of the Black Dahlia. Like he firmly believes. Well, growing up and not really knowing, but then when you go and you start to work for the department that handled this case, you start to work for that department. You find case files. I wonder if you knew. You find all this information, and then you find out that it's linked to your dad, and, like, so much shit just starts to make sense that, like, wow, like, like he could have absolutely done that. Um, like, I wonder if I think he knew, he and that's he why knows. he joined I think the he's LAPD. very confident that his father actually did commit these crimes. Um, like he's written books. He's written books on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it don't been just like the, I don't know if like a I don't know if the connection happened. I'm pretty sure it happened once he was already with the department. Um, when he started, like, I think it ended up being a coincidental, like I'm diving in, I'm looking at this case and mm-hmm. now like, Oh, that's crazy. Like, finds links to your dad. He wrote uh, a book in 2003 called Black Dahlia Avenger. Cold game. Um, And he, in uh, 2006, there was a cold case episode that came out um, that talked about Black Dahlia and about Steve Hodel's research and his book and all that other stuff. And the, this deputy, the head deputy district attorney at the time, Stephen Kay, was like so impressed with he, him and with the evidence that he had collected that, is, that he went as far to, as to say that like wow. declared the case closed that George Hodel murdered Elizabeth Short and that's what that's how impressed like he was with his evidence that's but cool. then you've always got those people who are like super um what's the word I'm looking for uh what is it no um damn it what is it like when you're like, like non-believers what they call people know. who don't believe ghosts um fun fact steve hodell his sign was in like the when you're and he was oh, a medic man. in the i wish my what's my that English corman was he was with corman <laughs> i don't know like And then, um, then he joined. So What's he's in the Navy. Then a, he joined the LAPD. Not, not my friend was so that also sense. That sounds pretty much on track. <laughs> Literally typing in. Oh. 
So, um, you know, you've got your haters in this life. And um, so the active detective, <laughs> the detective at the time, Brian Carr, he was the LAPD officer in charge of the Black Dahlia case at the time. So this is like 2006-ish. Um, and he's in charge of the case. It's obviously a cold case. Nobody expects him to solve it. Um, and it's still technically open. So he's less I don't think for this. with we don't have time. Hodel. He doesn't really have time for him and his shit, pretty much. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a hater to the extreme because he is pretty much, he's quoted as saying, I don't have the time to either prove or disprove Hodel's investigation. I'm too busy working. I mean, after saying that if he took Hodel's evidence to a prosecutor, he would be I laughed out of the office. So he's a lot less impressed than the deputy district attorney. Um, however, I, I also could see being less impressed because you are the head, you are the detective on the case right now. And granted, even though at the time it's a 60 year old cold case, um, I would be pretty annoyed like, yeah. if some guy came out of the woodwork and especially LAPD, y'all worked in the same yeah. place. Like you guys worked in yeah, the it's same Yeah, like, it's like, like a understood like, LAPD. family like, granted, that you might not have been in the same like, like, police station. But, like, you're both LAPD detectives from different points in time. And, like, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I'm sure that, like, it's a little annoying for somebody who also worked with your department and worked with your people is, like, oh, well, I figured it out. No. And then the, the deputy <laughs> district attorney is, like, oh, yeah, you figured it out. And, meanwhile, the guy who's still on yeah, the cold case is, like, um, technically, like, Technically, it's not figured out. Um, it's a little rude. You probably thought of the guy like, not at least like talk to me it. first before you declare things yeah. closed and shit. Right. Like before you declare a sixty-year-old cold case closed, like you might want to run it, it by the guy who's running the investigation. Yeah, you might want to. I can so I can see how that ran him a little, like rubs him a little wrong. Um, and I guess at one point he presented name. like Hotel <laughs> presented a a photo album of pictures that he had found of his father's <laughs> I guess which were of women um oh these are my ladies look at my look at my girls but yeah but I don't think they're faces I think it's all like bodies or like backs of the head like you know what I'm like saying it. like you're taking like boudoir pictures and shit but not including their faces because like if you do get in trouble for any of these murders you don't want them to know. It's so creepy and planned out and methodical because, like, his son, like Steve Hodell says that he firmly believes his father would re-enter the United States over the course of 30 years because he left to the Philippines in, like, 1955 or something like that. Swears that his father would return from 1958 to 1980s. And like more specifically, so, career time frame between nineteen. What would he be for the in the sixties? From the Philippines to commit more murders and then return to the Philippines. No, 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 no. damn. 
Okay, 60, okay, flying back and forth to any of those murders. So in the 60s, he would have been about 60 years old. He was born in 1907. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But to be, to be in your 60s, to fly from country to country multiple times, and he said multiple yeah. times a year, not even just like you're flying in once a year or once every couple like, years. And you're even, flying in multiple times a so year. So even if over they're cutting something, so I think I did surgeries to where, uh, like I said, we were doing a disarticulating tip. So we're literally taking your leg on right at your joint. That thing is heavy. Even trying to hold it up, trying to keep it steady, doing it with people. We have like I think usually like four people. No, and that's straight up dead weight. Yeah, and then so you're going through As all a the adrenaline man, and even the, the physical reaction that you're after because of uh, all your hormones that are rushing through all the adrenaline. Yes. Mm-hmm. But to think about it, you're also a doctor. These women are probably women who trust you. You're you're probably drugging these women. You're getting them on a gurney-like situation. So you technically don't really have to do any of the work. And then you you roll them off the gurney onto wherever they're going to go. And then you carry on about your life. Like, realistically, because you have access, because of your job, you have access to more equipment. You are able to do things like that at a later point in your life because you do them in a way that (laughs) requires very little physical activity so you know not for not for nothing the case is still it's almost 80 it's what is sorry i think my neighbor 75 years later and the case is still open technically um but i mean this guy is a fucking bona fide creep no you're fine this guy is a bona fide creep like, there is absolutely something not right with this guy. Mm-hmm. He has the perfect background for it. The inability to, like, maintain a marriage or relationships and stuff like that is a huge red flag for a possible, like, sociopathic, like, personality. Um, There's and nothing at really. At the end of the day, it. like. Or in a I could go to sleep comfortably saying that, like, he absolutely said. killed that girl. Like, that is insane. I wonder. He was a genius. He was so smart. But could you imagine being that smart and dealing with regular ass people and being so annoyed with them all the time that like, you're just like, bro, shut up. I want to see what your insides look like. I couldn't. But I guess like if you're super smart. Shut up. Maybe. Why was your mouth moving right now? I don't know. Oh God, I don't is, know. Because, like, that's the only way my brain why, can like, rationalize it. Is that it's, like, you're so tired you of to see the, how the mouth regular moves. day. I'm telling you, I hate I want to know how your muscles surgery. work. Horrible. I don't know. But it's it would... I told you... That this shit goes so far beyond a wannabe actress being murdered in L.A. Like, it, it, it goes so much deeper than that because the guy that they think killed her probably killed so many other people. And they investigated him so out. deeply 
and nothing ever happened. They were just like, okay, crazy. whatever. Bye. Live your life. Never even, like, after the bug, they didn't even, like, do anything mm-hmm. after the bug. Nineteen After 1950, they have a couple references on what he did, like, with his life because he went to, like, Hawaii to like teach for prisoner like council prisoners and stuff and then he ended up moving to the philippines so like there's a couple things about like his personal life and his professional life after he like after 1950 but after 1950 when they do that bug there is no more police intervention that's ridiculous Um, there is no more uh like investigating there is no more looking into him as a suspect that's it it's done. After 1950, there's just nothing. It just completely goes quiet. So you shouldn't have done that. And then oh, in 2018, they're like, oh, name. by the way, we're pretty sure you killed Louise Springer. Rude. Like, what? Like, you're also talking so almost 20 what, years after this man's been I dead. I guess would they have just 20 years him, almost like, after so he's been dead. You're like, yeah. oh, by the way, uh, we're pretty sure you did that. Why didn't you sell him that in 1950 when know. you bugged his house and he pretty much admitted to not only killing Elizabeth Shore, I wonder, but to also killing his secretary? His smile, honestly, his smile How is did, so crazy. What? And his picture, like, I'm on the How did you let that right man, now? like, slide like that? He has... This the one that they have on the wiki gives me the creeps. The mustache, how small his face looks, his eyes look beady, almost like something I wouldn't want to. I don't, you know, like those people. Have you ever met people that you don't want to talk to at night or in the dark? No, I didn't. Something about their vibe and the way that they're like something in their eyes that just doesn't look right. Yeah, he looks like somebody I would never want to run into in an evening setting. He's got like those kind of eyes. I would have to only see you in bright daylight, like dead eyes, just dead. They're creepy. Some about the beatiness. It's something about like. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's that like darkness. There that's like there's nothing there. Yeah. It's spooky ooky. Like some people just there's no light in some people and it's really weird. It's really strange mm-hmm. like how that like meant like from a from a like psychological standpoint, it's really weird where that light shuts off, like where that, that light switch turns on and yeah. off. Yeah. I because it's like I always say, like, what for me, like, I have a switch that turns off like, whenever I do organ procurements because spiraling. it's something that, it's, it's like, a pretty rough job it? to do. It's pretty, pretty morbid. You're, yeah, like, you're, you're literally transferring organs from somebody who is brain dead. Yeah. And oh, I'm so, sure anything like, to do I with somebody's intestines, I, yeah, Take no. a breath, turn it you off. You have to have it, you have to desensitize yourself to that yeah and that situation's sad enough exactly. is that so you're like dealing it, with somebody who's cause. brain dead like you're technically dealing with somebody whose life is no longer and you're transferring organs so it's like you have to disassociate 
from like a physical well, standpoint it's, it's, and to from me a it's crazy because, because i'm i'm working on a body that's body going through like multiple and stages. you're working so on inside i have somebody organs, who's alive already kind of gross <laughs> technically like technically they are alive they're breathing and then we put them into cardiac arrest we take their heart out and then your, you your body literally is have technically a body alive, with yes, no absolutely. heart and you're um, they're checking to make sure that all the valves are good. You're checking to make sure that the kidneys are good. Um, you're getting oral polyps from the intestines. And yeah, and then after all of that, they do, well, they end up doing the, the final stitch to put everything back together. Back and it's not like, really pretty woman it's literally just to get it done and then whenever they go to the funeral home or wherever else then they'll actually start preparing the body a bit more because that's that's their job yeah like that that's their their expertise and so whereas like the organ procurement um they because yeah they're supposed to make the body look nice yeah so well Oh. oh god yeah you're a good one <laughs> because my mindset would be technically like i feel so bad function. like yeah once you're and that's like, even if you're like, lucky you're like, for you're like, that like that's it there's just yeah no, there's no point in keeping your body breathing yeah and that that's well, so and crazy it only like, knows it can... because it doesn't have a choice like some bodies don't even get that far and they have well, to be like that, that can be another topic <laughs> and like they can't do so it's a little, I mean, it's a little controversial, so I'm not going to get too deep on it. But yeah. the way I would look at it is it's hard because you're well. working on, like, pretty much like a dead body. So it's, there's a yeah. lot of aspects that you have to desensitize yourself to. It's, it's I could never do what you do, is all I'm saying. Um, I'm trying to get in with you the local like, hospital um... here just for, like, like. Yeah, for like, you know, not like like the clinical side, but more of like the admin side, because I could never do what you do. I, I like I would love to have a career in something like that helps other people. And that's like reliable as like a career, which obviously the medical field is. But I could never like Connor's cousin is going to school to be a it's, nurse. And shit. It's really rough. I you're over here talking about procuring organs. <laughs> And I couldn't even think about cutting somebody, like, at all. Or stabbing somebody or, like, poking somebody with a needle. Like, I okay. couldn't even think about yep. it. I could. I had to stab myself for two weeks after, after my gastric sleeve surgery. I had to stab myself with blood thinners for two weeks, twice a day. And that was enough to give me the worst case of heebie-jeebies I've ever had in my life. I could never imagine having to to insert something I, um, into somebody's I remember face. when I was sitting in my court and then not only take things out when put things I, in, I didn't think that all. I honestly like, I, I almost was just okay. done with my no, class bad. because the, the kid that was, I was I was a class leader and trying to be a nice little badass and everything right like I'm I'm short of female in there whatever alright cool but we have to draw blood on each other I hate Yiddles, I hate them. I hate them so hard. This boy.
I went. I hate needles and I hate this bowl. kid. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I was crying so much. Not the shakiest. Oh my God, get away from me. Oh my God. I've never felt my heart sink into my asshole so fast. I've never had my heart sink into my asshole so fast in my life. I got some solid vein in my life. And like, I would be goddamn. You would have to look real family. If this motherfucker touches me, I'm going to die. I could have. I think, I mean, that's the shake for me. It's the shake for me, bro. It's not even. It's the shake. Yes. Absolutely not, I was ready to go AWOL. Absolutely not. Carry on. go AWOL. Bye. Court martial need Eddie. Been, been <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't. That day, I'd have been like, no, y'all go have. Y'all gonna have to cancel. Y'all gonna have to absolutely flunk me. Flunk me. I'm not doing it. Oh, speaking Court of martial me. You know what? I mean, please I, don't. Um, but like, please don't let this man touch me with a needle. Can I get an experienced Cormac? Can I get somebody else? Anybody else? God, you gotta. Yo, I'll the take your. What? What are they called? What are the? the oh God. Uh, what are the prayer people the prayer called? People the prayer people. The pastor. The chaplains. Yeah, I'll take that over this guy. And I bet you that person's never held. <laughs> but like... What are the prayer people called? You know what? That's when they float in now. What are the prayer people called? <laughs> <laughs> I I will say that one thing that I am always appreciated because I know in the military you, it's different. Darkin, I know. One thing that I've like always appreciated about you is that you always that try to make sure that you're like correct oh, in what you talk in about. My eyes. That was so funny. What are the prayer people called? Oh, oh my god! Because I don't want to. <laughs> Because my thing isn't really so I much that. like obviously I don't want to offend anybody, <laughs> but like that's not listen, even the I will big ask thing. You some I don't want to sound like an question. idiot. That's my thing. My ego's too big. I don't want to sound stupid. for me. I don't want to offend, but more <laughs> so me don't than not yourself. wanting to offend, <laughs> I don't want to sound dumb. So I and don't. We, man, I, I, let I, me tell you that Leo fashion. It's about else. me, okay? Man. In Leo fashion, the Leo. In Leo fashion, it is about me. It is about me. Or I'm ready to. It is about me. It's about me. Listen, male Leos and female Leos are very different. All of them, but I love him so much. I love how spicy he is. Male Leos can catch all the hands that anybody is willing to give them because they are something else. Yeah. No, no, no. They're great. Here's the thing. No matter your zodiac sign, nine times out of ten, you're probably a good person. It's Mm -hmm. the underlying goofy characteristics about zodiac signs. That no matter what happens from person to person, for some reason, always ring true as you, like, delve deeper into it. Because, like, I've never been big into, like, astrology and shit. Like, I know my sign. I know characteristics about Leos and stuff like that. And so, obviously, some of them absolutely do. They they absolutely do. They work. They fit. They do. Whatever. Yeah. But. I 
I don't feel like <laughs> for the most part it's like a definitive like that's your character read. Yeah, I do think but that man, a lot of the certain um, little goofy aspects are way too on point and way too annoying. Like it's only going to be what you're reading to because <laughs> it, it's like that thing. You know, you are um, who you surround yourself with, and if you're sitting there getting really into astrology, you're reading all these characteristics, and you're like, all right, this is what I am, then yeah, then you're going to become your zodiac something. <laughs> so it's like for me, I'm. Oh, you're gonna start to yeah. see it the more yeah, you. I've had so many yeah. people they ask me. They're like, Absolutely. "Are you a Virgo?" And I'm the just more like, obsessed you are with it, Becky, the I just, more like, becomes I, your life. I, Let I, it go. <laughs> like I'm very, yeah. I'm very true to my sign, and I always think it's so funny. But like, I don't just, worry about it. I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I know, but don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> no. so that is um, that is Black Dahlia. That is Elizabeth Short, and the twisted ass man that is um all right so it looks like there's a six-part limited series called i am the night and then um there's a second project called root of evil the true story of the hotel family and the black dahlia and that's on uh that's a cnc production as well no but yeah that man was fucked up and uh 25 years later, technically, and uh, still no answers for her, which is sad, which is really sad because she comes from, like, a small place in Massachusetts, and her family, like, never moved out to California, Um, like, except for her father that already lived there, so all her family was in Massachusetts or Florida, and, like, none of them know whatever happened to her. Got she's got sisters who have kids and she's got family, you know. Oh, crazy! Like now have relatives, like kids who just. I, I couldn't even the imagine that, like being up or wherever you're at, and, and you're like, that's well, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like that's crazy. But who knows? It's a very scandalous yeah, story it, it would, because when you when you would, think, but honestly, I don't even think it. I don't even know if it would have been about things getting out of hand. I think that. Unfortunately, she got and into she was a the perfect person to do it. Who, he, she would still already killed people before who knew he enjoyed killing people and really didn't intend on stopping killing people because he he wasn't gonna get caught. He wanted to have his little fling, and then when he was tired of it, he was like, "Perfect, I have another cadaver. Like I have another body." Move on. Like when he yeah. got tired of the relationship that they were having, he looked at it as an experience as a chance to then you know kill somebody else because he's already done it so what's what's stopping him from doing it to her like i'm saying you don't get tired enough of somebody and like because realistically she's not this is a man that in 1947 yeah when she's murdered is already in his 40s he's got Plenty of kids already. He's already been married like three well, times. Well, they should just go smoke so they could just Because he's got out. money. For out. some reason, all these men with all this money, like, they just got time for all the smoke, and I don't understand. Because, well, back in the day, also, you got to think about it. Like, the women he would be married to at the time, like, how much shit are you going to talk when, one, he makes all the money. He's a doctor. He takes care of you. He takes care of your kids. He makes sure you have a home. And you can't really talk too much shit to him because in that time, that wasn't really just couldn't. So it's like, oh, you think he's cheating on you, but like he takes care of everything and you're a woman with 
however many kids at the time. And what if, how what if are it you going to support wife? those kids, you know, without your doctor husband? So a lot of women would deal with the affairs and the cheating and the dumb shit because what if they all came together? What if they all came together and they're like, wild. What? I watched Well, because this. well, I no, because he had that. multiple different wives. I'm pretty sure they like all my unless they're all doctor they trained. <laughs> no, be they're all a bunch of doctor trained wives. I don't know. I think that he probably had multiple affairs with multiple different girls over the course of his multiple marriages. Um, and I think that no matter how long it took, once he got tired of it, he kind of threw it or them to the side. But I think that either every, you know, when he killed, the bodies either weren't discovered at all or, you know, after a case like the Black Dahlia, you have to switch that MO up or eventually, like, they're going to figure you out. Like, they're going to find out who you are. You can't just be out here bisecting women and, like, setting their mouths open like yeah you know what i'm saying like that's just too that's too indicative like that's too much of like a specific mo for a serial killer uh no i just um i saw some of that whenever i was doing a brief little research so maybe that can be something that we cover next time yeah let's say what was the time you know the time frame on it you're welcome thank you for having me this was fun i've had such social a lot (laughs) Oh, and Twitter. I guess I have Twitter. I guess I have Twitter. I don't use it, but I'm stony poo on everything. I don't stony poo on everything and um everything. And I don't know either. We'll get there. Um, but same. I, again, Literally thank same. you so much for coming on. I plan on having you back multiple times. So thank you. One day I'll learn how to um, TikTok. So make sure everybody go follow her, subscribe to her channel. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed the case of a little bit short and yeah, Black Alley case. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you think did it. And um, I want to hear what other crazy series. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Black Dahlia, The Elizabeth Short Murder with my bestie, Krista. I hope that y'all enjoyed it. I had a great time learning about the case. I had a great time talking with Krista and enjoying. I miss the banter. Oh, my goodness. When we used to work together, we had so much fun. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed. And be sure to stay tuned and be on the lookout for what's next in season two. Y'all have a great day. Let me know what you think. Bye.